0: You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado.
1: So
0: real estate investing offers very powerful tax-saving strategies. However, a lot of people don't know how to implement it because they don't understand it. Well, that is what today's podcast is all about. It's actually a replay from a webinar I did back in early June with Bonnie Cake. She is a local cost segregation specialist. She knows real estate investing, she knows taxes, and most importantly, she knows the Colorado market. So I highly recommend that you dig deep into this podcast because she goes through the basics of what depreciation is and then various strategies that you can use, a lot using accelerated depreciation, or a cost segregation study. So I highly recommend you go through it. If you have questions, reach out to Bonnie. She's a wealth of information and she loves working with local investors to help them reduce their tax liabilities. Now, personally, I have done four cost segregations myself on some rental properties. If you wanna see one of my cost segregation studies on a fourplex or a condo, along with some notes and how it's impacted my taxes, shoot me an email. Chris at envisionrea.com. I'm happy to email that to you as well. All right, on the podcast, enjoy. So I'm glad to have you on here, Bonnie.
1: Thank you, Chris. Yeah, Good so, you to know, here.
0: yeah, we connected, geez, it was last year sometime. Oh. Um, and we've just been talking back and forth since then. And you know, I've learned so much from you. I've referred uh, quite a few clients to you. And all I've heard back is uh, Bonnie's great and Bonnie got me money back. And I'm like, <laughs> Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. So uh, I've been very impressed with Bonnie, and but most importantly, my clients have been impressed with Bonnie as well in terms of like they've gotten great value and great results. So I wanted to bring you on the webinar so you could educate uh, me and our other investors out here. And while you're out there listening and watching, you guys have questions, drop them in the chat. I will be monitoring those. But Bonnie, with that, where do we even start with cost segregation, depreciation? Like I, I'm just going to turn over to you because this is like we got the, the giant elephant. Where do we take the first bite at?
1: Of course. Well, I think the very first thing is, is to address people who don't even know what cost segregation is. And that is that when you depreciate a property, if it's a residential property, normally it's 27 and a half years. And if it's a commercial property, it's 39 years. What that means is that your CPA or tax professional will take the total amount you purchased the property for, deduct the land value, because we can't depreciate land, and then they do straight line depreciation usually, which is taking the balance amount, which is called the basis, divide that by 27 and a half or 39, and you get a little piece of that every year, 127.5 or 139 of that value, that basis, every year to depreciate. Well, there are options. And most CPAs don't do those options or don't know how to do those options. They're not qualified. Yes. Okay? So um, they don't have the time either because we're real short nationally with CPAs right now. So um, having a third party who is an expert at this niche in the real estate market um, is very important to help you and your CPA because we work with the CPAs and the clients. Um, And what we do then is instead of 27 and a half or 39 years on that basis, we can accelerate a lot of that, usually about 35% of it, down to um, five and 15 years. And under the current regulations, bonus depreciation will pull even that five and 15 years into the first year we do cost save. A big number for you in tax benefits and extra cash flow to leverage into your next property. And with that, I want to make sure you are aware, if you haven't heard it, uh, Robert Kiyosaki um, said the most important word in business in the world of money is cash flow. The second most important word is leverage. Leverage is what cost segregation does for you. And these special areas of tax benefits that are rarely done or not done as well by your tax professional. They don't have the time. Most of them don't have the expertise.
0: Yep. And I can totally relate to that because that's been kind of my journey as an investor and also Mm -hmm. my journey as an investor-friendly realtor over the years is, you know, it's a a very complex topic. And you've already, you know, uh, given a great overview and I want to get our listeners, uh, something that I would recommend um, is don't worry about understanding every single detail or bullet point on here because you're taking years of expertise from Bonnie, you know, who knows the stuff, you know, you know, can rattle off in her sleep. Yes. As condensing it into, you know, an hour long webinar for everyone. Get the high points mm-hmm. and if you want details, then connect with Bonnie, then connect with your tax professional and let them worry about the exact details. You don't need to go in there and play, uh, you know, Mr. Google CPA yourself and figure it out on your own because um, she just dropped. A ton of great knowledge, and <laughs> I understood it. But it, you know, if it was my first time listening to it, I would have got half it. So you know, I want to keep people mindful that hey, go for the main objectives here because what I go back to is I loved how you said depreciation gives you leverage. Yes, it essentially gives you an interest-free loan from the government, and that's how you see all these headlines of these you know mega wealthy real estate investors, hundred millionaires, a billionaires. And, oh, so-and-so pays zero in taxes or so-and-so pays less than here or, you know, whatever it is. Well, a lot of times they're not paying taxes uh because they're using the power depreciation. And that is like the ultimate benefit and the ultimate uh, goal where, you know, us as our smaller mom-and-pop landlords, we can follow the same strategies and save a boatload of money in taxes for today um, and go reinvest the difference.
1: Yes, and a lot of... um older or um, more experienced CPAs, a lot of times will say, well, gee, it's not worth doing. It's it's too expensive. It used to be, but it's not anymore because we've developed the um, IT and um, um, doing it more efficiently and effectively. And like we've done over 40,000 studies so you have you know, efficiencies, you, there are efficiencies. Of you scale. made
0: mistakes, uh, 30,000 cost eggs ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's where you learn so, from. You got it. Well, folks. I'm thinking you learn from, I said, not mistakes to report, but you just get, you know, you, you do 40,000, you get really good at it. That's right. Which drives the cost down and drives the value up.
1: That's right. And so the smaller investor can use cost seg where in the past, a CPA or a tax professional will say, oh, don't bother with it. It's going to be $10,000. That's not true anymore. Yeah. So I've done in the past,
0: uh, I did them with Bonnie, but that was before I, I met Bonnie. Um, they are absolutely worth it. And we will go through some examples here in a few slides. Um, and before we get into like the cost seg uh, analogy bucket you have, I have a couple questions here from the chat, Bonnie. Sure. Uh, and if I butcher someone's name, I apologize. Uh, Shanna uh, says, or ask, does Bonnie help residential property investors or just commercial? Both. Both,
1: we do studies on properties uh, purchased for two hundred thousand up to 2.5 billion with a b and above so um you know we've we've got the staff to do it uh this last year we grew 40 percent and it was a bit of wow. a challenge um but usually um all of our studies are done on time and um with great uh, responses from the clients because uh, there are a lot of things included that a lot of companies don't include.
0: All right, next question here from Sarah. Uh, she says, sounds too good to be true. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. Uh, but what happens after that five-year period, you can't take any depreciation from then forward? And I know if you want to save that for a few, one of the example slides. Um, I,
1: can, I can go ahead and respond to that. that quickly. Um, there is a g- additional depreciation because we can't depreciate the structure of a building, commercial or residential, um up front, that has to go the 27 and a half or 39 years. So you get a little bit less each year, as far as you know, what normally would be 127th or 139th. Yep. But we even give you the numbers so that when you look at that that uh estimate, and estimates are free. Okay. When you get that estimate, you can see how the change is going forward. So you know it's not gone, it's just a little less.
0: Yeah, and I and I can give you guys a just a real high level personal example. I have a fourplex that a cost sake study on. It was like eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'll just round up to a million dollars for for sake of uh, example. And when I did my cost sake study, I got one hundred twenty thousand dollars or some huge number in year one. So it was the most ridiculous tax rebate I've ever gotten in my life. Um, just like what Sirius said, I was like, "Wow, that sounds too good to be true." And I got mm-hmm. the deposit from the IRS. I was like, "Okay, well, thank you, sir." Um, but then what happened, I got the report back. I got this massive loss in year one. And if I did not do it, it would have been like $25,000 a year depreciation savings.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: after, you know, after the cost study phased off, rather than 25, it was like 19000 So like I got to see very clearly my difference if I get all this money up front. But now in future years, mm-hmm. here's the difference in my tax savings. And I'd always rather have a dollar today versus a dollar from 27 years from now. That's right. So
1: you win the lottery. Most people want the money up front. They don't want to take it over the rest of their lives or their kids' lives.
0: Well, yeah, if they did that, they couldn't lose it so fast, right? That's the sad sad thing about the lottery. (laughs) Um, That's
1: about learning how to invest.
0: I know. (laughs) I I, mean,
1: real estate, right? (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. Please go buy real estate with that. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, people want the money today. Yeah. All right. Let's move into here because like, um, this this goes into more granular detail here. Mm-hmm. I think you know what you're talking about kind of leads into to Sarah's question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so walk us through these buckets here because I really like this analogy.
1: All right. I, I think this makes it a little easier to understand in that when we do a cost-sag, we're looking at a property that's either 39 year or 27 and a half. It's the entire property. Okay. So what we're gonna do when we do the study is we separate that out. Into what's the base building, which I mentioned earlier is like the structure of the building. Um, and uh the the land we've taken out to. Okay. But what's left is the tangible personal property, which could be furnishings in a, a short term rental. Um, in QIP, which
0: what we does won't that go into that.
1: Or- um quality improvement. Oh. <laughs> Is that like the
0: landscaping and the hardscaping? No, and the, it's, no. it's
1: actually like a restaurant. When oh. a restaurant completely tears out the interior, qualified improvement property. That's the inside, like a restaurant, when they totally okay. demolish it and redo it. But it's only for business property. But it can apply, there are little, little nuances here, in a short-term rental. But we won't get into that today, Okay. Usually we're looking at land improvements as well. That's usually under the 15-year category. That would be something like, I've done swimming pools in Florida or California hmm. where someone who's buying a rental there knows that it it enhances the property if you put in a swimming pool in those areas in particular. Maybe Arizona do. Yeah. Um, but when they do that, that's a 15-year property. It's not part of the land. It's not part of the 39 year or 27 and a half. So as a result, even a swimming pool can be depreciated right up front. 80% the first year and then double declining balance the year fol- years following. But anything that's less than 20 years has been, has been, okay, 100% depreciation up front, which means that 15 year bucket and the five and seven year bucket get depreciated today. Yeah, when you do that study, that's why you could get hundred thousand dollars.
0: That was great. And I mean, if you guys want more details on there, like the these are not things that Bonnie has made up. These are, I mean, I know, I know, it's tables, but this is the how the IRS says, hey, this piece of the property or this piece of improvement is categorized as five year carpet is seven year or whatever it is. Right. The basketball court is 15 year. Mm-hmm. Um and so this is all just uh taking the guidelines or the rules the IRS has put out. And then Bonnie and her uh accounting and engineering team then go into your property and they know all the rules that the IRS does and says and you know it's a very we all know the IRS it's not complex or it is complex. Yes it is um they go in there and then they go in there and they uh go through the whole property and and categorize in different buckets. That's right. You got the building and that stuff. You know, that's on the left side. There's not in the red circle. Um, hey, mm-hmm. that is the structure of my fourplex, right? Um, and things like that. Then you go in there and go inside cabinets and carpets and vinyl plank flooring and refrigerators. And I'm kind of making stuff up that goes in five years and seven year buckets. And they go in there and do all this so they can properly categorize it so we can get the proper information we need to uh, then get the tax the tax benefits. Yeah. But that's what her team does. Is they go in there, know the rules. And you don't have to figure it yourself. That's why you say, hey, Bonnie, help me out. And the Bonnie's team goes in there and and says, hey, here's all the stuff and here's the buckets they're in.
1: That's right. Divides it up. And um, um, the next slide shows, you know, what's in each of those buckets. Oh, perfect. A a general description of what's in those buckets. But some of these can actually be shorter lifespans on them um, and depreciated earlier, just depending. There are some other nuances within the tax regs that um, even some of the things that are base building, the foundation, the structure, of the walls, HVAC and plumbing, there are nuances in there where we can use things like partial asset disposition. Um, and that doesn't mean anything, I'm sure, to your, your listeners.
0: No, it doesn't. But, but that's but, why we talk to yes, people like you. Yeah. Because you know what it means.
1: Right. So if you replace two windows in your building, we can depreciate, actually expense the old windows. So get them off your schedule. Okay. But those are more detailed. I'm always available to answer questions. Um, consulting is free. So if you got a big question about something here, um, just ask, okay? Um, we're, we are available and um, it costs you nothing anyway to get an answer. So why why not ask?
0: Oh yeah, that's, I mean, I'm always, uh, one of the things that I have regretted over the years and I always go back and tell my clients is like, I wish I'd spent, you know, as I try to figure out less time on Google, trying to figure <laughs> out myself, whether it's a lending question or a tax question or how to buy a property. And I wish i talked to like, I found like the right who. You yes. know, like, I'm big like, hey, who's the who that has done 40,000 cost stake studies because why am I Googling? I'm just gonna go to, I'm gonna use your brain because that's already, you know, got Google built in. You know what mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I agree with that. Like, hey, if you have a question, um, connect with Bonnie. Speaking of questions here, Bonnie, Uh, Denise asks, and I think it's one we want to answer later, so it's perfect. Can you use this strategy on a property you've already owned and have not used a strategy for the first three years ownership? So I think that means basically she bought a property in 2020, Mm -hmm. uh, assuming it's a rental property, Mm -hmm. has not done this. And now we're looking at 2023. Can she do a cost segregation for her property she bought three years ago?
1: If it was rented three years ago, and I'm going to assume so. Okay. Okay. You can do a cost seg study. And here's a little bonus for you anything that was purchased from fall of 2017 through December of 2022, you get 100% depreciation. Mm. That means that if we do a study for you this year, okay, if you haven't filed your 22 taxes yet, you're gonna get it now. If you want to wait till 23, we can do it then. We can always we can always go back, Um, and if it doesn't look viable, let's say you only paid sixty thousand dollars for this rental property, um, and you didn't put anything into it, you just started renting it out. It may be too small to really make it worth doing a cost study on. Okay, but no matter what it is, let me know because I can tell you. No, it's not worth doing it this time, or your tax rate's too low, um, or the land value is so darn high that the building oh, yeah. isn't worth anything.
0: Like, I, I mean, years ago, we looked at doing cost savings. Someone just bought a house in somewhere in the highlands, and we're like, <laughs> oh boy. And that was like the inverse where, you know, most parts of Denver, they're 80%, uh, 80% of the value is the structure. The right. highlands, about the exact, it was like 80% of the value was the the, the land. I was like, oh, well. All right, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that's very different when you do those numbers there, but that's why, again, there's so many details on there. Um, don't make these assumptions yourself because I have made costume mistakes in the past. I've seen mm-hmm. investors making mistakes. Just find the right who. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yes, yeah, Denise says, "Wow." Yeah, so lots of powerful stuff, and again, you know, there's there's layers and layers of stuff on there, Mm -hmm. and also then it comes down to like, what is your tax bracket this year? Are you have a high income this year? Do you have a low income this year? And there's all other sorts of things on there um, that really take consideration uh, when it comes to it.
1: Well, and even even when uh, a property, I mean, I had one that was multi million dollar property uh, in downtown Denver area. And when we looked up the land value, it was 99%.
0: Of the, the value of the land? That's
1: right. Oh, it was wow. was 99% of what he paid for that property. And there was a going business on it. A restaurant, very popular, okay? So what I told him is go find an appraiser that does land values. He did, and we got the land value down to 33%. Oh. That made the difference in whether cost segregation was gonna work for him or not yeah so there are always these little nuances that you may not think of, but when you get somebody who really understands how to leverage this stuff, it helps yeah
0: and so if you guys don't follow that math there, um you know let's say it's just a million dollar property, and if it's ninety nine percent land, that means nine hundred and ninety thousand of it is put towards land, and then ten thousand dollars of it is going to be a depreciation you know depreciation amount, so you could take that over 27 years or 39 <laughs> years since commercial. So you got 20 bucks a year, or it doesn't make sense to spend $2,000 when there's a total of $10,000 depreciation. But when Bonnie was heads up, got a the right type of uh, appraiser out there, and now got it reappraised for 30% land value. So now that went from 990,000 down to basically 300,000 land value. But that means there are 700,000 mm-hmm. now in the structure pool. That's that right. The investor could take his depreciation over the life, or do a cost seg. And hey, taking a big upfront of seven thousand dollars uh, is worth it versus a big upfront ten thousand dollars. It's not worth a couple grand. That's right. Um, so yeah, this is where I said just so many moving parts. I'm gonna keep stressing like don't don't do it on your own, guys. <laughs> so this was something that like. When I first looked at this, a little overwhelming to me. Lots of oh, no. numbers on here. look at it, right? Uh, yeah, so I'm assuming <laughs> other people have this on here. But this is like, I mean, costing reports for like 100 pages. Like, they're... yeah, I didn't even actually read mine. Very I just, detailed. Yeah, I, I read the executive summary. It's like, cool, someone smarter than me did this. <laughs> um, but I saw summers like this. So can you help us walk, walk us through on here? Um, and I'm going to actually zoom into this a little bit more. So what do we have going on here on the left side here?
1: Okay. Remember I said that the structure itself... We cannot depreciate. Um, it not upfront anyway with cost segregation, but the structure itself um is what you l- will depreciate ongoingly
0: for the 27 or yeah, 39 years. 27
1: right? and a half or 39 years. Now, obviously, this is a commercial property. Um, we're looking at a million seven ninety-eight, I think it is, on the structure itself. Okay? so these building systems, um, we separated those out into, um, um, you know, what's being depreciated as a structure. So you also get, this as part of your your study with us. So you know that the roofing systems here are showing 65,291,035, okay? But if you do down the road, if you do minor repairs or changes to this, a lot of times we can expense those. The previous, what you're taking out, So if you don't have this structure itemized like this, you don't know.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Okay. So we can come back and we consult ongoingly. Our clients aren't one and done. So we're there for you. If you make a change in the electrical, the plumbing, the fire protection and alarm system, we can help you and your CPA determine, okay, how much can I take off as an expense? instead of depreciating it and then adding another one on top to depreciate. Um, So that's why that's separated out into the building structures itself.
0: And that will all be categorized for the 27 and a half or 39 year uh, depreciation schedule. That's right. Okay. That's right. And so that's where, again, where this like the study, rather than if you just go do it in general, it's all just lumped in together. Mm -hmm. And this is where the itemized deduction, the study of how do we segregate the different costs, well, here are the costs segregated.
1: And it makes it so easy for the CPA ongoingly. Okay. All
0: right, so now we have
1: building components. Five-year property. Notice these are all itemized as well. This is all of the, these are all the items that we can depreciate upfront. If you bought that property between seventeen. And twenty-two, as we had said earlier, um, you could depreciate that first year of doing this. Okay. Um, the uh and and those are the type of items so that
0: cabinets, molding, flooring, interior, interior half walls, ceiling yeah. fans, security system, uh, communication data, especially plumbing, some type of wall plates, liner panels, like yeah, you guys get detailed. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that's, you know, those are things that um you know, and, and in designing a building, um, if a commercial building has, well, a, a good example, and I've, I've done one of these, is a uh, furniture company. And you walk in there and they like changing those rooms around. So when they remodel and build that furniture company with movable walls, we can expedite the depreciation right now on all movable walls. Mm. So the amount of benefit to that furniture company is enormous beyond belief. So they can take those and so you know don't don't hesitate if you've got bigger properties also to you know let's talk about it let's get an estimate estimates cost you nothing so why not? Yeah. You know you don't have to spend your time on Google. You'll probably find a lot of errors on Google too. It's I do when I start research things. Okay. So that's the 5 year this is the fifteen-year. The site improvements
0: or site, site work improvements. Yep. Okay.
1: Parking lots, uh, sidewalks, curbs, security lighting poles, um, uh, you know, swimming pools on the residential stuff, um, or on par- larger apartment complexes. Um, paved areas of all kinds. It could be parking lots, uh, fabricated steel, anything. Huge signs that are on these commercial buildings. Are very expensive. That's all 15 year property. So it can mm. be depreciated right up front. Yeah. So
0: this is this is this is great. So I hope again, you guys don't need to get stuck too much on the details here, but hopefully you're seeing how this, you know, all this is, you know, this first building permit is, you know, this bucket right here, this 39.75 year bucket. Um you know, and then, you know, this next bucket the five and seven year property is what these building components, right? Right. Over here. So all this is, right. this is the actual, just, you know, we're going from the high level bucket concept analogy now mm-hmm. to down like, Hey, here, here's a report you get. And then these go into those buckets. Just help you guys connect from conceptual to actually like, you know, all the nitty gritty details.
1: Yeah. I like visuals, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a real numbers person too. So oh, yeah. give me a little bit of both. huh?
0: Oh yeah, so let's. Um, I'm gonna get my PowerPoint going here again. I want to jump into a couple uh, pro- uh, details or property analyses with you because this is uh, where we get a lot of questions. And actually, I see a couple questions coming in here on the other topics, so we'll do that first. Um, Nick uh, Nicholas puts in there for flooring. For flooring, as an example, you can't expense the entire amount in the first year. And depreciated as well over five years, correct? It's either. Yeah, either, or. either one or the other.
1: That's correct. And some flooring you can depreciate up front and some you cannot. Okay. So that gets into the weeds again. But um, uh, the um, flooring that cannot be depreciated up front are things like tile floors. Really? Uh huh. Hardwood floors, you can. The um, new vinyl floors they have that are so durable for rental properties, um, those we can depreciate right up front. So, those
0: are the best types of floors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They really are. <laughs> animals on, are oh, rental yeah. properties. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just knowing all of these things. And that's also why it's so important that you have an on site visit, a company that does. Engineering-based studies that actually goes to the property.
0: What's your view? Uh, on is it a physical on-site or is a FaceTime camera zoom on-site visit? I've had I've had both done. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if it really matters, or what's your opinion on that? Like for actually like a person walking through the property, like one of your engineers. Or like just a, you know, like a FaceTime, because one time I, I did a FaceTime video, essentially.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. Um, and I, I say that because-
0: Because it does depend, right? Yeah,
1: it depends <laughs> like on what, what, what you choose. I mean, you can use a rule of thumb if you want to. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be accurate. If you get audited, God help you. Um, but the, the IRS preferred methodology is engineering-based. That's the only type studies we do. And that means you have to go out and visit the property inside and outside. A desktop study is not the same. Okay. And that's what people are calling them, desktop studies. And that's where you do, okay, let's pick up the marketing brochure. Well,
0: it's like a desktop appraisal, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Yep. Then if you get audited, I wouldn't want to be on the other side. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Point taken. Okay. Uh, so Omar put in here, he said, can we please get the speaker's contact info? Since you said please, Omar, you absolutely can. Yes. Uh, dropped it in there. So it is Bonnie Griffin Cake. Um, her email and her phone numbers are there along with the website. So you can check that. And if you're listening or watching this later, it'll be in the show notes. And for some reason you ever get lost, just shoot me or my team an email and we're happy to help connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bonnie Griffin Cake, her details are there in the in the uh, chat and also uh, in the recording will be posted uh, somewhere above or below or next to this video. Um, so make sure you, you do connect with Bonnie. All right. Uh, if you guys have other questions, keep putting them in here. Uh, you are welcome, Omar. Uh, and now we have a couple rental property examples to go through. And I love how you structure it because you kind of went from conceptual to show some numbers, and now we're actually going to a, a real property, uh, you know, with real numbers here that a lot of our audiences, myself, can relate to. Hey, $600,000 or $625,000 house, I can relate to that. So mm-hmm. tee this up for us, please.
1: Okay. So you buy, you know, if you're buying a house for 625000 not too many in Denver, you can buy less than that now, but... Uh, some some places are less. But but as an example, we use a 625,000. Looks a pretty nice house, okay? Um, 125,000 is what we put in here for land. That's the average across the country. It is not necessarily Denver, okay? Or in a yep. ski area. But I'm using it as an example here. So 625,000 minus 125,000, which we're using as land value, gives a base building price of ba- your basis on the property of 500,000. So we work with that 500,000 number. So about 30%, could be anywhere between 25 and 40% of that property, we can depreciate as five or 15-year property. So that means that you'd have $150,000 in depreciation to take the first year if you bought that in 22
0: if you're so t- is that normally about 30 percent kind of the or that 25 to 40 percent is the rough rule of thumb for
1: yeah that's about a yeah and it's oh hard perfect to tell.
0: yeah no i, I love just, these mental rules of thumb because i just yeah I keep my mind as i walk properties or like, mm-hmm. it, I'm like oh that could do this that's okay
1: right so just keep in mind that could be i'm I'm saying 30 percent yep it might be low but you know it could be high, depending on if the property doesn't look as nice as this one here, then it's probably high. Um, so, and the, and the other part of this is that in addition to that, um, the basis of 500000 if you're doing a lot of renovation on that property, the timing of the renovation is important, but it also gets added to your basis. So we could give you a lot of benef- tax benefits on that as well. So I used a tax rate of 24%. This is a married couple who filed jointly. Let's say you're between 170000 and $340,000 in, in your taxable income. That would put you in that 24% bracket. So 24% of that $150,000 is $36,000 in cash flow with cost segregation. That's money you don't have to pay the IRS this year. If you can't use it all, you can roll it forward to a future year. Yep. No problem, okay? You get 100% of that for a property purchased between fall of 17 and December of 22. Okay, It drops to 80% if you buy a property in 23 this year. But it's still 100%. It's just you don't get it all the first year. The second year and beyond, it's called double declining balance. And a CPA will know what that means. They know how to do that. Okay. You get twice what you would normally get in those following years until you use up that amount. Okay. Straight line depreciation instead of $36,000. If it was a long-term rental, you'd have $4,364 um, in, in taxes you don't have to pay. Yep. Okay. If it's a short-term rental, you have less. 3,076 on the same property. Now, why is that?
0: Yeah, why is that?
1: Because a short-term rental has to be done over 39 years. Oh. A long-term rental is over 27 and a half.
0: Oh, I didn't realize they had the longer... um,
1: Okay. Yeah, it has to be 39. Is that because it's a
0: business or...
1: It just short-term rental. That's the IRS says it has to be Okay, the IRS
0: says so. There we go. The IRS
1: says so. Enough said. (laughs) They think of it as a business, (laughs) Yeah. you know, and and because you're turnover of of people and you've got people working for you or you're doing it yourself by self-management. And that's a whole nother area, okay? So we we won't get into those weeds yet either. Yep. Okay. So would you rather have 36,000 or would you like three or 4,000?
0: I'll take the bigger one. Okay, and you can see I want to I want to play around with these numbers some here sure. because let let's go through. So we have this tax rate, and this is where like it becomes so you know so dependent on what you're doing. So Biden's at the twenty four percent tax rate. Um, if I'm at the ten percent tax rate, then um, I know that's a real tax rate. Let's say ten percent, easy math. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that one hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. and I had times that 150 versus 10% Well, I get, what's that, 15,000. Right. Uh, Bonnie gets at 24%. So even though we're getting the same amount of depreciation, the, the the property and the study saying, hey, Chris, you get 150 and Bonnie, you get 150 because we bought houses right next to each other. Um, but because she's a different tax bracket than me, that depreciation is... Uh, benefits us and hits our, our taxes differently. That's right. Exact same property, exact same numbers, except Bonnie and I, our tax profiles are different. Right. Um, and so this is where you want to play the game and you know make sure, again, it makes sense for you and you work with your team.
1: Right. <clears throat> and so it's, um, you know, all, these numbers are so important um, to analyze individually. There are no two properties alike. And that's one of the, the things you learn in real estate school is that no matter what the property, there are no two alike. Nope, right? we're not uh, we're not that lucky. No. Um, no, not at all. No. All
0: right. So, any questions on the concept here? Because we have another property we want to go through, and I want to again make sure you guys understand there. And it's always a balance of how much math do you show and how much do you not. So, again, the big takeaway here is. Um, you know, if you do not do a cost-sake study, um, I'd be making about $4,400 a year in depreciation benefits after tax. Mm -hmm. Um, but if I did this, I would be getting $36,000 back this year or, you know, off my taxes, um, and my straight line would probably drop. $3,500 $3,500 a year versus $4,500 or mm-hmm. something.
1: Yeah, the structure um, would go.
0: Yeah. But, so mm-hmm. you understand here, like, it's not a right or wrong. It really depends on what's a good good situation for you. But by doing a cost-sake study, um, you can get $36,000 back into into today's, uh, in today's dollars. So this brings up the question, you know, we always talk about return on investment with stuff. Like, hey, when you right. buy a property, does it make sense? Right. Same thing with the cost-stake study. It is an investment. I have to make like, hey, I'm going to invest mm-hmm. um, in you know, a, a highly skilled team to come out here and let me know it's worth it. So what I'm doing here is I'm getting $36,000 in an interest-free loan from the government. Right. What does it cost me to get it? Because if I have to spend $50,000 on there... Doesn't make sense.
1: It doesn't then make then sense. It, but no.
0: if I spend 1000 or 2000 uh-huh. it probably makes sense. So yeah. what's the cost? Because I want to figure out my ROI on here.
1: Sure. It could be this particular property, you might be looking at Someone something between $2,500, $3,000. Um, just, you know, it it depends on a lot of factors. I mean, the lower amount would probably be for um, a brand new property. Whereas if you've got something that's really run down, um, actually, it's the other way around. Okay, <laughs> it's the other way around. Okay, if you have an up-to-date property or you're doing a lot of renovations that take a lot of detail, you know, and mm, and yeah. You know, then um it's going to be a little bit higher. Or if you don't do it in the first year that you buy the property or, or have it occupied, it's going to be a little bit more in following years. Yeah. Okay, because we've got to do what's called change of accounting forms to change from straight line to accelerated depreciation. The little little things that come up. But again, if you have questions, you know how to reach me. Um,
0: we do have a question here from Denise. She says, can you write off the study? Yes. So she's not saying, hey, the benefits on here, but if I spend $2,500, I write a check to you for $2,500 to come do this. The $2,500 is at a business, business expense to me.
1: Yes, it is. So actually that 2,500 is gonna be really... Um, it uh, costs you less than that.
0: So, I mean, if you're, so I mean, what, 70% of that. So it costs you $1,700 yeah. $1,800. It's yeah, a 25% so
1: if, tax bracket. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yes, you can write it off um, and then expense the study. Mm-hmm. That will then get you $30,000, $40,000, $50,000 back in taxes. Yes. And this is where, like, you know, uh, it, it's a, it's, the ta- it's the game, guys. All yes. it is, it's just a game. Um, Uncle Sam Maris, so here are the rules. And then Bonnie mm-hmm. says, hey guys, here are the rules and here's how we can play within the rules. That's um, mm-hmm. another way to so, write off mm-hmm. a few bucks.
1: So you give me $2,500 right now and I'm going to give you $36,000. Is that a deal?
0: You got cash on you? You're <laughs> at the ATM right now. <laughs> bring, I have Zell. <laughs> you better bring a briefcase with you, Bonnie. Um, I'm totally down for that. <laughs> okay. um, all right. So again, you guys have questions. Let us, you know, drop them in here. Um, now let's go into the second study, um, and tee this up for us, because I think this was a little bit more, uh, uh, actually, I forget what this one was.
1: Okay. These are, um, three rental townhomes or could have been condos. The reason I put this up here is because it's not going to have as much land. When you buy a townhouse or a condo, you've got an HOA association usually. and um, uh, th- if it's a condo, it's what's in that unit, what you are responsible for, okay? So if you buy this, let's say this group of three condos or townhouses, and you pay 1.3 million, okay? And um, the land value is only 6%, which is not unusual.
0: No, because that's how they work.
1: That's right, that's how they work. Yeah. So more of your property purchase price goes to being able to depreciate it, okay? So if we said, you know, 30% of this um, is five and 15 year property that we can accelerate the depreciation on, we're looking at giving you $366,600 to be able to deduct from your your, uh, tax liabilities. And if your tax rate is 35% jointly, so you and your spouse are um, uh, making taxable four hundred thirty-two thousand, somewhere between that and six hundred forty-eight thousand, then um, that's thirty-five percent, and thirty-five percent of that three sixty-six six hundred is one hundred twenty-eight
0: thousand. So that's, that's I mean that's a six-figure refund check. That's right, essentially, or six-figure. Well, it's something it's to also a credit taxes, toward yeah. taxes,
1: so you won't be paying taxes for a while.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So, and of course, if your tax rate is higher than this, and a lot of them are, because people who buy these larger groups of properties, um, sometimes will tend to be in the 40, sometimes even 50% bracket. Yep. So this is a lot of money. So why wouldn't you want to do a cost segregation on it? That's what I'd ask. And the answer to that one is if you're going to sell it right away. If you're going to flip it, don't bother. Why? Because you will have to recapture what you got. The government gave you that loan, and this property is not going to depreciate enough in one to two years to get you the advantage of having that money up front. Yeah. You're going to have to pay that back.
0: So hopefully you guys caught this. So you know the government's basically giving you an interest-free loan because mm-hmm. it says, hey, take all its depreciation today. At some point. Uh, you're going to have to pay taxes on that when you sell the property. Right. There's the capital gains and there's the depreciation recapture. Right. And then, you know, again, this is, uh, again, everything's pros and cons. That's after a couple of years after you sell the property, that's something you have to plan for. Um, and then, you know, some common ways people basically kick the can down the road or really avoid having to pay the taxes, the capital gain taxes, appreciation taxes back is they do a 1031 exchange where they sell the property, Mm -hmm. execute 1031 exchange, and then buy a new property. And then if you execute that transaction successfully, you should have paid no capital gains or depreciation recapture during that transaction.
1: That's right. And you can do another cost seg study on the difference between what you're rolling in and what you paid for the new property.
0: Yeah, so you can do it on the the property you buy, on the Mm -hmm. down leg, and then you buy the new property, the up leg. You have to do the cost seg study on this down leg. Five years later, when it's kind of the sweet spot to sell and do the mm-hmm. 1031, I do that. And I sell my three condos and, oh my gosh, when we we'll go out here and buy like a 15-year apartment building. So I go buy <laughs> a 15-year apartment building um, and I do a cost take on that. Right. And I will get right. a lot more money on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would do that. And there's there are some other rules in there because I already did it once, um, but I'll be able to do it again mm-hmm. and pay no taxes along the way.
1: Yes, but I also want to mention <laughs> that even with recapture, Let's say you sell that building in five years. Do you think that carpet's worth the same as when you bought the property?
0: Oh, that's appreciated. It's worth more. My carpet always <laughs> improves. No, absolutely. That thing is ready to be trashed right. and get a right.
1: new one. Right. So it might be scrap value that you're paying the recapture on.
0: Oh, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I guess if you,
1: if you do pay recapture, do you do like a follow-up study on there? Not a follow-up study. Your CPA... Has the ability to go in, and I there's a, a particular um, uh, report that he can go in and identify. Okay, this is what's left on this property to depreciate,
0: and then he can just go in there and do the tables and backtrack just, it because yep, you got we got off. because we have the data
1: right, and that's from the study. You've got it
0: from this study here, and say, uh-huh. okay, well the ah. It would say, okay, the if I can find that study again,
1: <laughs> it's back there. Yeah, there if we go. the you know okay. if the
0: carpet is, I don't know if it's on here, but hey, the the carpet on here. Um, oh, great! Yep, yeah, it's at the end of five right. year. Well, it's not worth forty two hundred now. It's worth, gosh, you know, hundred bucks. Right. Um, right, right. Yeah. So talking about um, you know creative ways because you know for you know for for years, the name of the game has just been you know, buy, do 1031, and we'd often do acoustics so they'd help, you know, help, uh, uh, you know, just get more cash for the day. Well, as you know, with the, the, the you know, interest rate increase, 1031s are hard to execute now. Just have yes. to have a better deal. Um, you're putting more money down. It's just, you know, it's hard to do because interest rates have doubled. Um, and so things that I've mentally played around with, uh, because, you know, depending on the investment or timing, let's just say, I sell a property um, and I've had it for five years and I, I'm paying capital gains on there and I have to pay some depreciation or capture, just a normal uh-huh. rental property. I don't do 1031 exchange, but I, let's say I get you know $200,000 or say $100,000 in you know capital gains. And then I go buy another property, not using 1031, and I buy the new property and I do a cost-sake study on there. And I do these within the same year. So I sell my property today, mm-hmm. and this is a real question. I'm selling a property next month. I'm selling a property, I want to do 1031. Uh-huh. And my thesis is then go buy another property when timing makes sense within this year or investment. Uh, that's going to give me a lot of depreciation through a cost seg study. Right. Um, and then if I have a hundred thousand dollar gain on that sell and I have an 80,000 cost sig study, you know, so left pocket, right pocket, does that new depreciation bonus from that new property? Could it potentially offset the gains from other property?
1: You can't offset capital gains with it. You cannot. No.
0: Okay. No. But you can offset depreciation or capture.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's my understanding. Okay. okay. Now I'm not a CPA. Yeah. I might dig into that later because I like to know these nuances. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, you could do the cost seg on the new property as well. Okay. And as you said, you might get eighty thousand on the on the new one
0: because what what I'm uh yeah because there there's we've looked at doing that scenario and then there's some like the passive syndication investments that have like you know give you like really high levels of depreciation. Mm-hmm. and we've run some scenarios and I'm probably gonna do it myself where I sell a property here, you know a hundred thousand dollars in capital gains, but I want to go invest it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh well here here's this a depreciation I can get into here. Um. So your understanding, I'm gonna have to really double for my CPA now. Yeah. Um, there might be some benefit too, but it's not clear cut.
1: Right. It's it's not real clear. Okay. Yeah. So um, that I'd I'd have your CPA look into that.
0: And again, as a reminder for everyone, as a disclaimer for the webinar, we are not your CPA. No. Bonnie's not your CPA. She's not your tax professional. So we're giving you educational advice. We're talking, but always uh uh counsel. Your professionals, right. um, your CPA, your lawyer, your tax team—all that stuff—to make sure you're getting the right advice for you. Because mm-hmm. obviously, buying arguments the best we know, but we are not—you know—your your advisor. Yeah. So there's the disclaimer for that.
1: Yeah, you need uh, when we talk about teams. Yes. You know, when you, as you get start investing, you're going to want to put together a team. Um, you know, and the 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 higher you go in your investment endeavors. You're going to need a real estate savvy CPA. Oh, yeah. And a specialist in cost segregation to work together so that we get to take advantage of all the things that are available. Because there's a lot more than what we're just presenting here.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. And this was, this was, I would say, this is kind of like if you guys imagine an iceberg. You know, you're you're seeing a very small tip of it right now. Right. And then there's just this behemoth below it mm-hmm. um that just you don't see. And this is really the tip of the iceberg. So our plan is to do some more webinars in the future, some more content to start peeling back some more nuanced examples or or go or some more nuances of this, or just go through more examples that you know I do or investors do, or Bonnie takes from her clients to share more details. So guys have questions, obviously reach out to Bonnie. Um, I put her contact details in the show notes and in the chat there for the webinar. Um, and of course, come back to future webinars and content that Bonnie are doing for for additional ones. And I'm going to follow up with you, Bonnie. Um, I'm mm-hmm. going to send if you don't mind, I'm going to send you over the numbers I have for like that scenario of, yeah, please do. So I'm trying to figure out how to you know, just play the tax game, offset things. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, my CPA is out for a while. He had uh, just some unfortunate stuff. So I'm uh, trying mm-hmm. to figure out what to do.
1: Well, I think I'd start with, did you do a cost seg on the property you're relinquishing?
0: Oh, uh, you're looking at the details here? So Denise will like this. So I think I was what you asked. So uh, I, I did a cost seg study in here two years ago. Uh-huh. Um, I paid for it. I wrote off the study, but I've not used it. <gasps> okay. Because what happened is I had, I did a couple at the same time and they, came in, they all came in higher than I thought. And I had another loss come in from somewhere else that really like you know, lowered my income that year. So I was like, oh, Uh I actually only need to use one versus a couple now. So uh, Uh to get you to throw a big wrench into there, it's not been used. So I've got, uh, you know, my basis isn't too low in there.
1: Okay, then uh, let's save you some more money. Um, The property that you're relinquishing or selling, what do we want to call it here? um, If you've done renovations in that, we can take a look back and a lot of those things you can expense rather than capitalize. So that will lower your basis in the building and lower your um, capital gains.
0: It would raise my basis, right?
1: It'll raise...
0: It'll raise the basis still, right? Or how's that? I was, actually- I was confused on the base. Yeah. It'll, it'll, have okay. a, it'll have a positive impact on my taxes.
1: Yes, it'll have a positive impact. <laughs> because
0: I'm actually, I had to remodel the back unit. Um, water damage, insurance, uh but nine thousand dollars I have to remodel the front at you know, about ten to fifteen thousand.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, and again, this is after I purchased it, actually doing it right now. Um, and post cost seg study that I've, and the cost seg study that I've not used. Okay. So you probably hate me, right? I'm a... <laughs> so guys, you see how I get free advice now. But like, come on a webinar, let me pick your brain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I think your first mistake was not doing the cost seg to start with, but well, well, I was at,
0: I was in like an, uh, I was in like an 8% tax bracket at that point. So yeah, well worth, that didn't it wasn't make any worthwhile. Sense to it. No. Yeah. So no. I saved it. And now I'm like, ah, oh, actually the other things have happened. I'm just like, I'd actually are on paper. It makes sense to use it, but just right. life and some other stuff and everything. I'm like, wow, I just bunch of stuff I, I need mm-hmm. to sell. I want to do something else.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going to keep that property, what I would tell you to do is let's, let's do the cost seg. Um. Uh, if you have pictures of before the renovations. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then we would do the cost seg on that. And then your renovations, anything you tear out of there, we can write off, we can expense. So let's say you're replacing a your refrigerator before you run it even. Okay? okay. Or you're replacing the flooring. The old flooring still has some value. Yeah. It's on your depreciation schedule. Okay. Okay. So, it shouldn't be there if you're gonna tear it out, right? E- you're right.
0: Yes, I'm following you here, okay, huh, yeah, we' we're gonna we have another webinar just on this topic. <laughs> uh, I find this fascinating. but this is again, this is why I get, what I'm exactly telling you guys, like this is why you talk to the professional the right who because they help ask for the right questions or I didn't even mm-hmm. think about, hey, I'm spending twenty thousand dollars on renovations right now. What should I do with it? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. bought the property four seventy five Base is about 440 in there and Mm -hmm. I could sell for about 600.
1: No, you don't want to pay any more taxes than you have to on that.
0: No. So I got to make sure. Okay. Awesome. Well, that will be an example next webinar. Well, (laughs) Bonnie, I know we're up for the hour mark here. Um, I think we got all the questions answered in here. I see a couple of questions saying, Hey, can you have Bonnie's contact details? Yes. They're in the show notes. They're in the, in the chat as well. So talk to Bonnie. If you have any questions or can't find Bonnie, I should say, reach out to me and I'm happy to, to ping you guys or ping her and get you guys connected. But Bonnie, this has been fantastic. Thank and I'm you. impressed at uh, your ability to take a, an advanced topic and <laughs> really make it uh, a very bite-sized and digestible. So it's great that you, you're great at this, but I'm even mm-hmm. more impressed you're able to digest it for like, you know, layman's terms like us help us like understand because it is, it is dense stuff. So thank you. You're
1: and I right. like your well, style. Then. Thank you. Cool. I like yours too. And you're great at the questioning and, bringing up uh, actual examples.
0: <laughs> I want my free <laughs> advice, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, all right, Bonnie, thank you. <laughs> Listeners, viewers out there, thank you guys. This is awesome. We'll be doing more webinars, more content on here. And of course, if any questions, go talk to Bonnie directly versus you spending hours figuring out on your own. But if you do talk to Bonnie, come prepare some numbers, be prepared mm-hmm. and actually have it versus theoretical. Do a little more homework, come prepare with numbers. Uh, so that way, Bonnie can give you a better idea. Um, mm-hmm. So I like that people do it for me and I also get better response when I come prepared, especially for for free advice. So again, Mm -hmm. Bonnie, thank you so much.
1: You're quite welcome.
0: Everyone else out there? everyone. We'll see you again in in a few weeks for a couple months or next cost webinar. Right. Bye, everyone. Mm